Success Leaves Clues. Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor Team. Each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. All right, so welcome back to part two of my interview with the amazing Mary Morrissey. Now, if you're coming in here and you go, part two, where was part one? Erk, stop. Go listen to part one. And then we will, this will all make sense to you because this was so juicy and so good that we went long and we had to divide into two parts. So part two, we are going to be really going deeper into fear because fear is inevitable when you're moving outside of your comfort zone. And we're going to talk about how to reframe fear and how to flip it on its side because you want to go outside your comfort zone. That is where all the growth is. And also we're going to be digging into how to overcome failures, the power of visioning, and that when you take vision and combine it with the science of vibration, you'll be able to attract and build the life that you dream of. And speaking of that, we're also going to be sharing how you can get a free ticket to Mary Morrissey's Dream Builder Live, either the online or I would highly recommend the in-person event. So we're also going to be talking about that. Again, if you haven't listened to part one, jump over there, then come back. And if you have, then get excited because I will be back in just a moment with the amazing Mary Morrissey. It is such an expansive question. I feel like sometimes we just have to keep asking the question to peel the onion to get the layers of what you would love. Because even at first, you might start to do the little bit of a limitation Mm -hmm. of, yeah, but I can't really have that. (laughs) Right? Right. And the other side of it is that question of longing and discontent was such a reframe for me because it made me realize now when I feel a little bit of seeing what other people are doing or seeing someone going, oh, I'd like to have that. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Put it in your vision. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can. So it is. But it brings up something, and we were talking about this just at lunch, is just about fear and how you address fear. Because again, Moving outside your comfort zone by very the very nature of it is got to be scary. You're comfortable here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now you're going to step out onto another mm-hmm. into another area. And one of the things mm-hmm. that I decided early on is if things felt too comfortable, that I was just I was constricted. That I had to keep stepping out there. But there's a difference between stepping out and being a little scary, and then that fear. How would you teach someone to address that fear that keeps showing up? Well, it starts with the reframe. And that self has been with me from the moment I took my first breath, managed all the ups, the downs, the dark valleys, all the things of my life. And we've handled all those things together. (laughs) That power and me, we've handled that. And no matter what happens, even to the very last breath, last one, that power will be with me in that last breath. Number one, it's not happening now. Number two, I don't want it to happen. Number three, I'm not going to give it any energy because where energy goes, energy flows. And it just becomes a thing long before it ever takes physical form. We're all going to have fear. Like Jim Carrey said, 
Fear is going to be a player in our lives, but we get to decide how much. And you just talked about the kind of dark nights and something that I've noticed, you know, kind of been doing my own Think and Grow Rich interviews and really looking at people who I love what I've seen them do, their contribution to the world. And to me, success is being able to decide who you want to be with, how you want to live your life and the impact that you make. And what I've noticed that they have in common is that there was no magic wand that gave them the easy street. That in fact, that most of these, all of these people have been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. They've been through hard times. So people would look at as like failures, as those dark night of souls. So you've had your share of some of these, Mm -hmm. which as you look back and go, that was a necessary step to the next biggest Yeah, when you look back. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember I was going through one of them and someone said, this is great. It breeds character. I go, I have character. I got enough. I don't need more. <laughs> life. I didn't need life really, to know this. That character thing. But the failures, how do we like look at those? Mm-hmm. The one that is was the darkest night for me was I had built a, a beautiful uh, ministry in Oregon, a life-giving, interdenominational people from all over, thousands of people coming, uh, married a second husband who was a CPA. I knew he had depression disorder shortly after we got married, but I didn't really know the impact. And I was very busy in my work. I had 12 ministers working in the church for me. My newest book had become a bestseller and a PBS special. I was working with His Holiness the Dalai Lama in a seven-year project, speaking at the UN multiple times. And while this was all going on, there was an embezzlement going on in my work that I wasn't aware of. And we were just trusting the board and I were trusting the financials were being shown to us. And when it came to light, in a church, trust in how the money is managed is everything. And so there was this big scandal and he went to prison and we had to close everything down and the board and I resigned and a new board took over and five churches popped out out of that work. But the work I had started, grown, loved, was gone. It was just gone over a summer. It was gone. And I went to the Oregon coast to walk and I was devastated. And when hindsight, looking back, I could say to myself, well, you could have seen that and you could have seen that. And I could have seen things that I didn't see. And I couldn't change what had happened. The only thing I could do was create the opportunity for people. After a while, it was three months. And I, I took a little book with me, JJ, called Dark Night of the Soul, written by a Christian mystic, about 1100 AD. And he says in that book, it's not if the dark night comes upon you, it's when the dark Mm -hmm. night comes upon you. Everybody has, for them, personally tough, very tough things occur in this human life. So when that happens, he said, the first thing you do is do everything you can do to make it go away. When you discover your power is not enough, to bring back your loved one who passed on, to bring back something that's, you couldn't make Grant's accident go away. You couldn't make it not happen. It's here it is, we gotta deal with it. So first thing you do is do everything you can to make it go away. When you realize you can't make it go away, three things will happen. If you surrender to the event, three things will happen. The first, okay, I can't change this. First is a feeling of release you've stopped fighting. The second is a feeling of relief because you've set it down. And he said, and the third thing that will happen is a strange feeling will come upon you. 
that you actually don't want it to end too soon because you actually want everything it came to give you. Now, it took me some time to get to that spot, along which we'd had the 100 acres we had purchased as a community. There were many congregant loans on that, the total of which was $10 million. All the bankruptcy attorneys were, we were giving the building back and everything was collapsing. And all the attorneys recommended you bankrupt. It's just what happens in this kind of a deal. That's what bankruptcy is for. And I was just struggling with this. And then I decided, you know what? I believe there's nothing. If one possibility is I pay that money back in my lifetime. Now, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a new business. I didn't have that. Not only did you not have a job, oh, you, you were called the profit for profit. Yes. Yeah. The front page. Like, my, my picture on the front page right. of, the, of the paper in the state in which I grew up in was Mary with the Dalai Lama, Mary at the UN, Mary with best selling book, profit for profit. Bipolar husband who <laughs> embezzled. <laughs> oh, anyway, when I made the decision, I'm either going to pay it back in my lifetime or I will spend the rest of my life attempting to do so. I'm going to pay a portion of every dollar that comes my way. And I began to do that and started building a new work, which took several years to get off the ground. And really, friends Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Michael Beckwith, Jack Canfield, were saying to me, you got to get in the profit-making world uh, with the work you're doing because you're never going to be able to pay this back. And it took me from start to finish 14 years to pay that $10 million and bring it down to Which a zero balance. really a short time when one thinks think about so. it because <laughs> you had to pay it back I after had a tax. Started, start, yes. In California. Was, <laughs> Let's be. That's right. But it was, my vision was every day, just several times a day, I would imagine myself signing the last check and sending it back to the escrow fund that I had put this debt in, and which was paying out, paying people back for me. And I was signing that last check and I was feeling, while I would have preferred it had turned out differently, because it turned out this way, it caused me to go deeper in my understanding about how these invisible laws work. We've all heard about the law of attraction. And the idea is that if you just think something enough, it's going to happen. Or you just imagine it enough, it's going to happen. No, there's a more required to invoke and work with the law of attraction the way it works. And the fundamental law of attraction is a secondary law. The first law is the law of vibration. So when you have a vision, that sets a frequency. So I just kept resonating with being the woman who had paid it off, even though I'm looking at 9 million now and then 8 million and not being impressed by the number. And this was not easy for me to get myself in a mindset where I was looking at that number and not just feeling like yeah. I'm at the bottom of a pile of steel is, okay, so it's just a number. <laughs> and I don't have to know how it's all going to come about, but I can see and feel and see myself having this result. And ideas would come and opportunities would be attracted. And one thing after another, when I sit with clients, no matter what the challenge they're facing, whether it's health, money, never having felt like they could have a real love in their lives. So it gets, love gets pushed away. All of, it doesn't matter what the condition is, but there is a way of thinking and being that puts you on a frequency that's a match to what you would truly love in your life. And I believe we're all meant to have that. And this is the possibility, including your passion work. 
the work that you feel called to do? Why when you were a little girl or boy, or why at some point you said, I'm going to get in this profession to help people? And then you deal with the bureaucracies and they can just be, feel like bulldozers to you. We did, I think you were at this one. Yes, of course, you were at this mindshare because this was the perfect mindshare to have you at. And it was the mindshare where the theme was create, where we did the world's largest vision board. And for the costume party, we did what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And this, is, this has to do with this calling because as we're talking about the theme, everyone's going, but I am what I want to be. I, we're not all coming as doctors. No, you are not coming. <laughs> You're not allowed to come as a doctor. You can come as anything else. Do not come as a doctor. <laughs> but it's you look at it and go, okay, I think that most of the people in our community always dreamed of going through their healthcare training and going out and helping people. And then they stepped into the dream and found that, that the reality was very different than what they envisioned. Mm-hmm. And what I'm hoping as they're listening to this is they're starting to see the dream light back up again, mm-hmm. that it is possible. It is. And that they don't have to practice in a way that's incongruent with their beliefs, with their integrity, that now that they know there's different ways, especially pulling in this piece of it into the healing journey for their mm-hmm. patient, it's right. the most important thing. But then also just for them to be able to design a practice. One of the things I've found with those who have chronic health, and we do is support them with their clinicians, transform it, is it's not enough of a vision to want great health. Great health is for something you want to do with great health. You want to impact kids, or you want to write the book, or you want to raise your grandchildren, or whatever. There has to be a motivation for an expression that you the great health supports well, you in. Like, kind of like having money. Money, having money. You're not having money that money. No. Nobody and, wants to stick around with big stacks of greenbacks around them. Right. It doesn't do anything. And with health, like I don't think most people ever think, oh, I want great health till they don't have health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when part of the prescription plan at the clinics I help with, they have as the intake is we're dealing not just the symptoms, but imagine if you had perfect health, what would... What would, what would happen so that there's at least a framework of a vision. So why health matters, yeah. And for the healthcare professional, the health business owner listening, who maybe is in a place right now where they're in their business, in the day-to-day rat race of it, and they really want to figure out how to move into having that practice that they love and that life they love, what would be a first step? I think the first step would be to just give yourself even an hour. Tune into your purpose, why you're doing what you're doing. And then if all of the things that seem to be in your way weren't in your way, what is the life that you would create? Because you're more than your profession. Yes, you want your profession to be a picture of what you would love, but you're a person. What's going on in your love life? What's going on in your own health? What's, so that you paint a vision of you at the optimal you, whether it's two years, three years in your mind, but you hold that vision, that vision then begins to have a vibration to it. The more I'm $10 million in debt and I'm in my mind writing a check for the I last payment. You you, I know. Just two years ago? I paid, completely paid it off in 17. Okay, I remember. I knew you then because I uh-huh. remember yeah, when it happened. Yeah. The first step is really give yourself, getting clear. Give yourself the gift. 
to go past all the busyness and all the things is let your life talk to you. There's a power breathing you. It's a life. And it will speak to you in longing and discontent. So notice those. Those are holy insights for a life that's seeking to be had. Like the, the tree has an entelechy in it. The energy is pressing outward all the time so the tree can become more of itself. A little blade of grass is being pulled in the light to a greater expression of itself. The difference between a tree and you and me is a tree can't thwart that pushing into life. You and I can. We can say, well, it's not convenient and I don't have the money and, and we squeeze it down. Where is that life force going to go? That life flow that's animating us has to go somewhere. And I believe if we don't give it life, then it turns into symptoms of unlived life, which are problems, difficulties, diseases, mm -hmm. all the signs and signals of unlived life. So the most important thing is to just listen to it. What is my longing? What is my discontent, let's say, over the last six months? And then let's cast a vision that answers the longing and dissolves the discontent. You make it sound easy. And what I would say is with going through a lot of your processes is they are simple and profound. It is simple, just... but it's not easy. And for most of us, it's particularly without some kind of support because just the whirlwind of life has a... Well, in the vibration of most people, I just think of even with my son at the hospital and I'm going, he'll probably never survive that airlift. I'm like, he 100% won't survive here. That's right. There's a tiny percent he could survive all of that. So we'll pick that. Mm -hmm. But that is the more common way of thinking. And I know... Yeah, you're going to have it. You're going to be surrounded by... You have to get yeah. into these communities. And then, and that's why it's so important. And put to, yourself into the work of to meeting these Mindshare, I, I really believe mindshare annually is like a non-negotiable if, if you're the person who really... Or at least make sure it's regular that you come and be part of groups that are... The, it's the support. You get the vision, but then it's the support can help you come from it versus always wishing you could have. And... Alongside that, I will tell you as being a, a connoisseur of events and loving to experience them, but also just watch how they are produced, your Dream Builder Live is like a top peak experience that you will want to go to. And we will put, we'll have in the show notes, we'll have information on Dream Builder Live. Now I know Here's what I'll do. What? Oh boy. Anybody that comes through you. We'll give them a free ticket to Dream Builder Live. Now, there's one that we do in person, and there's two a year that we do that are virtual. So you got to mark out three. You won't get the result if you don't give yourself three days. That's and I would highly recommend going in person mm -hmm. if at all possible. Yeah. There's just something about the vibration of the room that is fantastic. I've mm -hmm. sent lots of people there and think what the world would be like if everybody went to Dream Builder. <laughs> and, then, and to start with, before Dream Builders, to read Brave Thinking... Thank you. Your book, Brave Thinking, I can hear you all through. It's just fantastic. So to read Brave Thinking, you've got all of these courses online too. And then I'd love to just have you share a little bit about what you've built, because what you've built, and again, what you've built in the last 10 years, really, is just tremendous. I mean, you've built it over the course of 50, but mm -hmm. you've well, studied, really I've been studying for packaged 50 years, it yeah. all. Like this mm -hmm. whole thing over this last decade that's turned into a family business now that is incredible. Tell everyone about Brave Thinking Institute. Brave Thinking Institute, our mission is to train and empower people to create lives they truly love. We have four divisions, uh, health and well-being, relationships, vocation, business, 
and time and money freedom. That's the freedom work. And our clients go through all four in the course of a year, get trained in them. We do two-day immersions so that we're literally repetitively setting a new frequency. And it comes from the vision of the individual. And we show them the science of how things occur and how you use that science. This, there's an art and a science to dream building. The art is in the vision, but the science is in the vibration, learning how to hold that vision, even though it's not happening out here, and watch it, things begin to align with it. We live in a reflective universe, so thoughts really do become things. It's just so rewarding to see that happen. And so we have some amazing trainers, four of which are my adult children, yes. <laughs> who all specialized in each one of these. It was not a dream I held in my mind that any one of them would ever want to work with me uh, doing the work I'm doing, but they all went out and got successful in business and then midlife. You're having more fun helping people than I'm having <laughs> do moving this. So one by one, they came and joined me, and it's just been a phenomenal. Uh, they've been working with me. They're in their 50s and late 40s for about a decade now. It's quite something. Yeah. And they all have their thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really fantastic. So beyond that, you, know, you have online courses. You can actually train to become a brave thinking coach, which mm -hmm. think if our Healthcare professionals were brave thinking coaches. Many, many of our clients, wow. many of our you coaches know? are healthcare professionals who, you know, yeah. add this to the dimension yeah. of what they're doing. Definitely, boy, we will put all of this in the show notes and make sure that everyone has access. Thank you on the free ticket. That is amazing. And you are amazing. Mm -hmm. I love you so much. Thank and you, um, as you know, yes, we love each other. We love each other. <laughs> and I just love everything that you're doing for the world. Thank you. And I, you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.